I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Europa League preview time. Jimmy Conrad and yours truly give you some info on the games of the second leg of the round of 32 involving, of course, a parlay party. What teams do you want to look at in case you want to wager a little bit and, you know, try and combine them all? Arsenal face Benfica, Rangers against Antwerp, AC Milan is playing so many good games. Jimmy Conrad and yours truly Europa League preview begins. Que golazo! Right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gego Lasso. This is our Europa League preview here with Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy C, wearing Boca. How are you, Bob? <laughs> Boca, mi buen amigo. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm excited to be here today. Europa League for me is an incredible competition. It's so hard to win. And I think, and we've already discussed this, I think it's harder to win than the Champions League because of a whole bunch of different factors. But yes, it's very difficult, and I'm excited to see who's going to do the business in leg two. Absolutely. Second leg of Europa League. And by the way, we just have to omit Tottenham against uh, Wolfsburger because uh, as we are taping, they're playing on a Wednesday. So forget about that. But we have so many games, Jimmy. So many games. So we're going to have some fun here today. But very briefly, we're just going to run down exactly the scenario we're not going to give you details on all of them. After I give the scenario on every game, Jimmy, I want you to just focus on a few and we'll just go one by one and, and try and figure out what, what listeners and what viewers want to get out of this because there's so many well, games. I'm glad you bring it up because I feel like with the Champions League now, because there's so few games and it's nice to see Tottenham and Wolfsburg try to act like they're playing in the Champions League by playing on a Wednesday. We know you're in the Europa League, Tottenham. Nice try. But... Uh, because there's so many games, I think there's a lot of parlay action here, just based on results. You don't have to get in the weeds and any of that type of stuff. And I love parlays, baby. The parlay parte, I think Luis and I are all about La Fiesta Parliesta. Let's go. I love the parlay fiesta. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to give you the rundown on all games. So everybody get your pencils. If you need to rewind, you can. And once I do it, Jimmy's going to give us a few of the key highlights of a few games, and then we'll talk about the parlays. All right, here we go. Uh, we mentioned no mention of Tottenham Wolfsburger. So let's go with Ajax and Lille. Ajax is uh, leading 2-1 in that one, I believe. Uh, then we go to Napoli Granada. Uh, Napoli's down 2 nothing in that one. Shakhtar Donetsk is leading against Tel Aviv 2 nothing. Rangers against Antwerp. Rangers is leading 4-3 in that one. Arsenal Benfica is 1-0. Hoffenheim Molda is 3-0. Villarreal against Salzburg. Villarreal is leading 2-0. Milan and Slavia Praha is uh, what, 2-0 in that one? No, sorry. Milan, it's Red Star Belgrade. That's right. Red Star Belgrade. I'm yeah. sorry. It's 2-0 against uh, Red Star Belgrade with Milan. Slavia Prague is actually with Leicester City. And that's 0-0. Uh -huh. Club Brugia and Dynamo Kiev is 1-0. Manchester United leading 4-0. 4-0 against La Real, Real Sociedad. Leverkusen le losing 3-4 to Young Boys. Roma leading against Braga 2-0. Uh, we got PSV, Olympiacos. PSV is trailing 2-4. Olympiacos leading 4-2 on that one. And Dimo Zagreb is leading Krasnodar 3 -2. 
two, take a breather. And here we go, Jimmy. Talk to me about some key games from those. <laughs> wow. I'm like, wow. My hair's been blown back. That was a lot of information right there. My mind is being blown. I'm going to start with Arsenal Benfica. I think there's a lot to talk about there. The game, the first leg that is, was in Rome. They flew home to play against Man City. They gave up a goal in the first 90 seconds, and that game was done and dusted. Man City basically played at 50%, and Arsenal could never find their way into the game. Pep Guardiola said after the fact that Mikel Arteta will at some point make Arsenal Premier League contenders. I think he was being very nice to his friends because after all the things that I saw in those 90 minutes, they have a long way to go. Anyway, they blew a lot of opportunities in leg one against Benfica. This game now, they're going back to Greece to play leg two. I don't know who that helps ultimately. I feel like away goals are kind of thrown out the window when you're not actually playing at home. But I just feel like Arsenal are going to have enough in this one. They're currently 11th with Leeds beating uh, what Crystal Palace yesterday or Leeds winning. That dropped Arsenal down to 11th. So I feel like this could be a tall order for them to get in the top six. This could be their only competition to survive and maybe get, in, get into Europe next year. I think they have to win this game. I don't know how you feel about it, Luis. I, I think that Aubameyang, I saw this one value for uh, William Hill. It's a plus 400 for him to score first. I have a premonition that Aubameyang's going to score first. That's my only real exotic of the day. But I like Arsenal to win this one. With all due respect to Darwin Nunez up top, who I really like, and Pizzi, who scores penalties all the time for Benfica. They're just not in a good run of form. Three wins in their last 11. I know Arsenal aren't necessarily killing it either, but I just like the Gunners. I think if Smith-Rowe starts in particular, he's been very good for them. Asaka, of course, scored in the first leg. I, I think also, I think that Arsenal really staunch defensively. I think Arteta's done a very good job on that side of the ball. They're not giving up as many opportunities, not shutting down in, in the bad periods of a game or on set pieces all that often. So I like Arsenal to really squeak by here and get the win. So if we're going to start with parlays, I would lean towards Arsenal getting the win here. How are you feeling about it, Luis? I'm 100% on you there. I'm not going to add too much context here. I think Arsenal at home against Benfica, I think the fact that they're not in the top half of the table right now, and even though they can climb up, I just don't see them going as high. Definitely not Champions League. Europa League next season is a tall order. This is their last chance, their only chance, I think, to really get any kind of momentum and silverware for Mikel Arteta. The only thing I will say is I agree with you, Jimmy. I think I see an Arsenal win here. And by the way, in the last few games, they've been pretty good at home. So, you know, I think that's something to be said about that. And especially for, sure. for Benfica, who has to travel, of course, uh, will be an issue. So I'm going with an Arsenal win as well. So I'm adding it okay. to the parlay. Okay, so we'll, we'll put an Arsenal win. So everybody, if you're writing this stuff down, as Luis correctly suggested at the beginning, you should have Arsenal winning here. Uh, oh, and I'm sorry. I, I said at home, but obviously they're playing in Stadio Olimpico, so that's, that's right. different, right? But I still give it an Arsenal win. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's gonna matter so much I, I like arsenal in this one as well i think they're gonna have some purpose right there's got to be some urgency at some point you gotta switch on and be like all right this is where this is this is our competition now we have to get something out of this yeah all right now let's move on to via real rb salzburg and i and i highlight this one because rb salzburg is managed by an american jesse marsh which is obviously a big thrill for us over here in the states and they have a young american brendan aronson who's in the team and started in the first leg against Villarreal. Came after came off after 60 minutes. Didn't really put too much of a stamp on the game, but still excited to see him out there as well against a very good La Liga team, even though they haven't been playing that great domestically. Villarreal have a manager in Unai Emery, who, yes, he was much maligned at Arsenal and maybe didn't achieve great heights with PSG, but he did win three straight Europa League titles with Sevilla. He has experience in this competition. He knows what it takes, especially with a La Liga team. They won the first leg 2-0. I thought the penalty that was called against Salzburg was a little soft. I thought there was a foul on Villarreal's first goal, but they allowed it anyway. I think Salzburg were a little unlucky 
uh, with the referees and the situations. But again, I thought Villarreal probably did enough to win that game. You could see their quality in a lot of different ways. And now they're adding one of their more dynamic players who should be back in the team, Samuel Chukwezi. I don't know if he's going to start, but he's back in the team. If he comes on as a super sub, that's going to hurt. I will say RB Salzburg, they love throwing the kitchen sink at everything. They're going to go for it. They beat Rapid Vienna in a big, big game at the top of the table in the Austrian Bundesliga this past weekend, 4-2. to two. Pats and Dhaka up top for RB Salzburg scored three goals. So I could somehow see potentially a draw in this one. I just don't know which Salzburg team is going to show up. I think that Villarreal is going to do enough. A draw is enough to see them through. So it's not going to matter. They're up 2-0. I just, I kind of want to stay away from this one from a parlay perspective. But if you're looking for some action, maybe Pats and Dhaka to score. I think he's a confidence guy. And obviously having a hat trick in a big game on the weekend is really important. But let's just stay away from those odds. Just with regard to parlay stuff. I don't know what I think this result's going to be because I do think RB Salzburg is going to go for it and they're going to play a little bit more free because they're down and they have to. And I don't know what that's going to end up because Villarreal haven't been very good uh, in general over the last couple months, but yet still have a lot of experience. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm staying away from this game. <laughs> yeah, for, me too. <laughs> for, for the last part that you just said, I think that if RB Salzburg is throwing the kitchen sink and the fact that Villarreal are coming into this with 2 nothing goal lead, Unai Emery doesn't have to do anything. He's just like, what do you have? What right. do you have? Bring it. And I feel that that might turn into a hesitant kind of game for both sides where neither one is really given their full potential. And the problem with Salzburg uh, sometimes is that when they throw the kitchen sink, they become more vulnerable. Yeah, so maybe yeah, even Villarreal yeah. could get a goal in there. Uh, Paco Alcázar could, could take advantage of a few things here, especially on the counterattack. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's a win for either here in this game, meaning that Villarreal would win. So I would stay well away from this one. Yeah, I think just to give everybody some context, Let's parlay. Let's, let's just pick three three games that we feel good about. Let's throw that in the parlay and see what it is. So Arsenal is one. Arsenal Arsenal's is one. in. I, I just, I don't know about this game in particular, even though I think Villarreal are the, the better team and they just have more experience. And I think that will shine through at the end. It's still iffy because this RB Salzburg team can be dangerous and can light them up at any point. We saw it in the Champions League group stages and with a, with a very confident Pats and Daka who I've seen eat up Liverpool and all these other teams. When he's on, he's on. I do think, though, their loss of Dominic Zabislai, who was part of the Champions That's League huge. Thing, and then he went to RB Leipzig. They lost him in the transfer window. They're just not maybe as balanced, right? They're a little bit more predictable on attack for the bigger teams. To know Especially in set pieces. I mean, he was so yeah, important so whenever good. that so ball good. is dead. And listen, by the way, it's going to be an entertaining game, I think. I just don't know which way the pendulum yeah, is going to yeah. go. Through. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay. So, this is another one that's a little crazy, but we need to talk about it. Napoli versus Granada. Now, Granada are into the knockout rounds of a major competition for the first time in their history. They were in the second division with, uh, three seasons ago in, in Spain, which is crazy to now find themselves Amazing. in the Europa League knockout rounds. And they beat Napoli, a, a, a good, solid team, 2-0 in the first leg. They now travel to the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium. And it's great to hear that, huh? It is great. And, and they've won six straight there, Napoli. So they're very good at home. They didn't play very well in this first one. I will say that Granada are without Yanhel Herrera, who played at NYCFC. He scored in the first leg. He came Venezuelan, off. yep. He came off in the first 15 minutes of their game on the weekend. That's a big loss for them. He's very dynamic and, and very dangerous and, and can hurt teams as he did uh, in the first leg. So this Napoli team, I just I just don't know. They've they've lost four of their last five. Then the game they won, they beat Juve 1-0, but they got outshot 27 to 6 in that one and got kind of a fortunate penalty to even win that game in particular. Now we're seeing Gennaro Gattuso, the manager, is he's a, he's on the hot seat. You know, he's just not getting results. And so they need to win this game. This is another one, though, I'm gonna stay away from because this Granada team is somewhat resilient, 
I just don't, I think they've done enough. 2-0 uh, at home, didn't give up an away goal. They could just get a goal here. I think it's done for uh, Granada will go through. Napoli though, I don't know. I just, I just don't know about this team. I don't know where they are at the moment. And so this is another game I want to stay away from. However, I do think it's one that's worth watching. I think it's going to be an incredible game because Napoli has to, has to push because they're not going to be in the conversation to win the Scudetto and they're going to be pushing just to try to get in the top four in Italy. So, you know, this is another one that they, they should win this game, but that doesn't mean they're going to go through. They could win it 2-1, 3-2, and Granada will still go through on away goals. Yeah, similar theme to the RB Salzburg situation. I think Napoli needs to do something. The problem here, Jimmy, as well, is the injuries and sort of the lack of consistency within the squad of Napoli. Nigerian forward Victor Rosemann yeah. uh, this past weekend, you know, was taken to hospital. You know, he was under evaluation because of that nasty collision. So he's out, obviously. But then you also have like, you know, a few other players like Dries Mertens, Chucky, like David Opina, Manolas. Uh, you know, they all miss out this week. This is, yeah. this is yeah. big and, and that's a problem. And to your point, the reason why Granada has been doing so well in recent years is because they're very comfortable just waiting and see what the opponent does. Mm -hmm. Just like, let's see. Let's see what happens. They're, they're just, they're very organized. They're kind of like a a sort of poor man's version of a, of a two hell sort of strategy. They're just like, we're just going to take care of what we know and try and expect and exploit other people's weaknesses. And yeah. I, I just, Napoli can be a little, um, you know, anxious when they're, when they're tr chasing a game, regardless if they're at home or not. So I wonder about that. And with all the omissions, I don't know. I, I see this like another win. But, you know, don't completely bet the bank on it. But oh, no, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think we should stay away from this. If we're all if we're all in this together and I like to think that we are, we're all rowing the boat in the same direction. Granada have only lost one game so far in the Europa League and they're unbeaten away from home. So you take that you into consideration. It. And then and then Napoli, for me, are a team that struggle being the favorites. They I if they're the favorites, they just don't seem to play as well. They like being the underdog. And I think them beating Juve 1-0 against the odds is a good example of that. But when they're in a position where, oh, wow, Napoli are expected to win, they just don't play the same way. But you're right. They do have some big losses. Dries Mertens is out as well. Koulibaly will come back into the team. Gulalam will come back into the team. So their defense should be a little bit more stout than they were in leg one because they were missing even more players, more key players in the spine of their team. I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. And I do think that Gennaro Gattuso's days are numbered, especially and by the way, crashes out here and doesn't get top four. He's out. And by the way, when they lost one nothing to Juventus, Juventus were throwing everything. And Never. so it, it took a really good performance from their keeper and their defense. That's to, right. Uh, That's to right. Keep he stood on his head. That's All right. right. Let's keep going here. All Arsenal's right. in. Arsenal's in. Arsenal's our only one right now. Let's get to Ajax <laughs> versus Lille. Okay. So Lille were up 1-0 at home. Uh, Jonathan, uh, no, excuse me, Timothy Wea, American International, scored in that one, which was awesome. He took advantage of Tagliafico, the Ajax left back playing it back I just great back pass you know and and uh stole that and, and put it between the goalkeeper's legs they gave up two goals in the last five minutes though to lose two to one to an Ajax team that uh, I think is going to be even better at home they're they're one of the best for me central midfielders young young central midfielders in the world Ryan Gravenberch will be back on the team I like Ajax but of their losses this season all three of them have come at home um they're on they're on a 10 match winning run in all competitions but this Lille team are on top of Liga. I, I, I could see, I, I think we can make a strong argument here for Ajax to get the results. They got the two away goals. And so in Lille's very dangerous. I, I, this might be another one I want to stay away from, to be honest. I just, 
I could see Lille somehow pulling off a 2-1 result themselves, taking it to extra time, and then we're all thrown off here. This one, this one for me is a little tricky because because we can make such a strong narrative for for either side to get the result. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I lean a little bit more towards Ajax. I just feel that in the last few weeks, they've, they've been wanting to make a statement after especially all the headlines uh, for the wrong reasons, of course, Onana and Sebastian Haaland not being registered, yeah. etc. But recently, they've been really you know, showing why they're Ajax and why they belonged in the Champions League in the first place. And I, I'm not sure if it's going to be an overwhelming victory because you okay. obviously Lille is a force to be reckoned with and they're going to want to have a point to prove they're, they're not leading league uh, just by coincidence. They're really performing. But I think that Ajax will have just a slight edge okay. right now. So I might give them okay. the win here. I'm well, not, let's, let's I'm not super confident, though. I'm not super confident well, about let's it. Pe- let's pencil it in. We can play with that one a little bit. Maybe let's that's, put it on the, on the uh, maybe. I'll, I'll on put the maybe. it on the maybe list. All right, let's move to Rangers versus Royal Antwerp. This is a great uh, this is a good one. Uh, Rangers barely give up any goals, and yet they gave up three to Royal Antwerp. I What I like about Rangers is, even without some key players, uh, Tavernier in particular, uh, they battled back from 2-1 down, 3-2 down, and ended up winning 4-3. Four, four very important away goals there. And what people should know is that they are unbeaten at home all season in all competitions. So I really feel like Rangers are going to see this one out. Royal Antwerp, they are winless in their last four. I think they showed that they can hang right with Rangers. They can compete, but I just feel like that comfortability that comes from knowing that your, your home stadium is a fortress will ultimately see Rangers through. I like Rangers to win this one straight up. Yep. Um, Put this one in there. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. They have a very good history. The key that you just said, Jimmy Conrad is that they're at home. I feel that, this home side, the home advantage, regardless of fans or not, is going to be very good for Steven Jarrett's side. They're going to feel comfortable. They're going to take a lot of confidence out of the fact that, you know, they scored four goals away from home, and now they're coming back, and they have a good history against Belgian sides. They've won the last four at home to this one. So now that they're hosting Antwerp, I'm putting this one in the parlay. Okay, Rangers yeah. to win. We can, we can add it in. It's in. It's in. Boom. All right, let's, let's move to Leicester versus Slavia Prague. What I found interesting about leg one between this Premier League side that uh, surprisingly just hanging in the top three and making a lot of noise in the Premier League this season and fair tip, fair play, excuse me, too. I was going to say hat tip and fair play at the same time, and I said fair tip, but uh, <laughs> fair tip to, uh, I'm going to keep using it, fair tip to Brendan Rodgers. Copyright for, that bad boy. Yeah, I'm going to copyright it for just getting the most out of this, this group of players. Obviously, they're very talented, but I feel like he continues to grow and get these guys to evolve. They rolled out everybody for leg one and to Slavia Prague's credit, they, they, they're not, they're not easy to beat uh, in Prague and it was zero, zero. I thought that was a fair result. All things considered. I do want to throw out to everybody that when Jamie Vardy and Wilfred Mdidi starts, which is pretty rare when they're starting together, because either one of them is hurt or has been all season, they haven't lost. So they're going to start this one. The big loss I think for Leicester is James Madison. He's not going to play in this this game, and obviously he's okay, been a force to be reckoned with. I like Lester though to do the business. I think because you have that stat I just said, and Didi and Vardy will start this one. Uh, Slavia Prague, they've lost uh, three times on the road this season, including a 4-0 defeat at Bayer Leverkusen on the last group stage game in the Europa League. 
I think Lester's going to do it. I would really strongly consider them winning and putting that into our, our parlay. Yeah, I'm going with you as well. Even though they have a good game and a big game against Arsenal this weekend, uh, Brendan Rodgers still has a lot of expectations and objectives. I think James Madison is obviously a big absence, but I'm feeling that Yuri Tillemans is due for a big game. And I feel that this might be the one. Okay, uh, well, I'll, let me throw this in there, though, as concern. I might put a question mark next to Lester. Uh, they, they have three of their last four defeats have been at home for okay. Leicester, including, including the last two. Now they've also lost the Fulham at home this season. Like playing where they play isn't the same with regard to, let's say with Rangers, right? When the Rangers play at their home stadium, they they're, lock it down, yeah. but Leicester plays at home. It's like, they could be playing anywhere. Like there's just not that there's no discernible difference. So I, I guess we take that into consideration, but I just think at what's at stake and, and what they're trying to achieve. And you can see, you can see the ambition from Brendan Rogers. You can see the ambition of the team. And honestly, when he, when he rolled out that squad for leg one, when he didn't need to roll out a full squad, he could have got zero, zero probably with a whole bunch of other guys. I was really surprised, but that was a signal of intent that he's going for it. And I suspect that they're going to try to do the same, whether they're playing Arsenal or Man City, whoever on the weekend. And by the way, Jimmy, they kept it going when they beat Villa on the weekend. It was just like flawless. So I don't think there's going to be a pause here. And I totally agree. This is, there's an intent. Okay, I'm putting them in. Yep. There you go. We already sold it to ourselves. All right, keep going. Okay, I just want to talk about Bayer Leverkusen versus Young Boys. Young Boys were up 3-0. To Amazing performance. Unbelievable. And then Bayer Leverkusen, who has a nickname of Neverkusen, by the way, because they have they never, this, they never win. They have such talented teams, and they can never get to the finish line. They're the nearly team. That's their nickname, though. Could you imagine being a part of a club that's nickname is Neverkusen? That's, yeah, that that's, sucks. <laughs> that hurts. That sucks. So, so – Let's fast forward or let's go rewind back to leg one. They're down 3-0 after like 30 minutes. They end up coming back. It was 3-0 at halftime. They come back, make it 3-3, and then they give up a late goal to a kid that was born in, I guess he can play for France, but he was born in D.C. and lived there. Until he, we want him on our team, Jordan Sibachu, if I, I think I said that right. Uh, he scored late to make it 4-3. Still, those three away goals, I think, are going to be very crucial for, for Bayern, uh, I almost said Neverkusen, Bayer Leverkusen. And I think they're going to get the result here, but I – this young boys team is so unpredictable, very similar to RB Salzburg, where you got a lot of, a lot of young, talented players that on in any moment can score a bunch of goals. They have a little bit of a swagger and confidence about them. And I think they have nothing to lose. I don't think anybody suspected that they'd be hanging with Bayer Leverkusen at this point and even have a chance in this one. So I want to stay away from this one as well, but it's worth watching. This is a great game for the neutrals. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this one. Yeah, I'm not talking about this game at all. I have okay. no idea where this is going to go. I had no intention of even thinking that young boys were going to do what they did in the first leg and then Leverkusen to maybe pull something. Lucas Aladio could come in later in this game and maybe do something. I don't know. I just, I don't want to get it. I don't know who's going to win this. I I, I, I'm going to put a question mark next to him. Leverkusen have only lost twice at home all season in all competitions. So that's something to be said for that. But let's just I'll, let's just keep an eye on that one because I think there's a lot of people going like, come on, Bayer Leverkusen is going to win. They, they, you know, they made their mistakes in the first half. It's fine. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So let's move on to, to AC Milan versus Red Star Belgrade. That game. Ooh, a ended, good one here. That one ended 2-2 uh, in the first leg. I actually came on the show and predicted that Red Star were going to get a result. That was my big upset. And they just, what? They just, they're one center back. I can't, number six. I can't know. I don't know his name. I, he just completely gave up a penalty. He was having a shocker. If that guy wasn't on the field, I think Red Star might have might have got away with a win. That said, I actually liked the the kind of the quote unquote second team that uh, Stefano Pioli, the Milan manager, put out. Now, after that game this past weekend, they lost to Inter Milan in the Milan derby 3-0 and got slapped around 
quite a bit. So I'm curious to see what the response is to that. I think they're going to come out flying. I think they're going to be getting ready to punch Red Star Belgrade in the face. And I think that they know that they can see this competition as another way to have success and feel good about their season overall. I still think we're going to see a team that maybe doesn't have all their A-listers. I don't think, I think Mandzukic will start over Zlatan. That's kind of where I'm going with that. But I think that should be enough at the San Siro to, to get a result. I don't know how you're feeling about it. No, I'm putting this one in the parlay. I think they're angry after the Inter Milan loss. I think that this is exactly the reason why Mansukic is here to just add that thread. And I think now that he got the first leg under his belt, he'll probably try and do a little bit more. Now, uh, the player you're thinking about, by the way, is Radovan Pankov, uh, the number six. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm with you. I'm putting Milan yeah, in this stinker. one. They're, they're angry. They want to get something out of this. Um, I don't see any reason why they can't get anything, especially at home. So, yeah, I'm going with Milan. Yeah, I mean, they they just have two wins from their last seven, Milan. Whereas with Red but something's going to change, right? There's going to be a, a change in the waves, as they say. I mean, I mean, Red Star have not lost in any competition since October. Something's going to change. Yeah, something has to change, right? And 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 Milan have Roma on the weekend. Oh, there you go. So I'm actually not even bringing up Roma Braga in in our breakdown. I only got one more yeah. game, but. But Roma, not very good away from home. They beat Braga 2-0. They're coming back. They've lost once all season at the Stadio Olimpico. Like, I think that one's done and dusted. Yeah. So I didn't even, didn't even bother with that one. I guess we could potentially throw it in that Roma will do the business. Maybe I'll just throw them in just so we have a, a, another option if we want it. All right, so what's the last one? Last one's Manchester United Real Sociedad. Of course and it is. United 4-0. Incredible performance from United. And I have it on the sign behind me if you guys are watching that says, maybe Man United will win this competition. They're it my looks- favorite to win the whole thing. They look so good in leg one. I'm like, God, damn, Ole Gunner. He's back. We're, we're loving Ole Gunner again, Luis. I think we're back on the Ole Gunner. He's he's gonna figure it out. But then what and, happens, Jimmy? When well, we then, do that? they're gonna lose this one, or they're gonna draw. I mean, they're playing at Old Trafford, and and they don't play as well there. So, I I, I think they're playing at Old Trafford, right? Yep. This, yeah, it's at Old Trafford. I didn't know if they were gonna move it. So so I don't know because it's at Old Trafford. They just aren't as convincing there. They're convincing away from home. They seem to relax a little bit, but when they go back to Old Trafford, it just feels a little bit different. So I don't know. I, I would stay away from this one because I just don't know. Real Sociedad uh, haven't scored more than four goals away from home in more than three years in all competitions. So I don't think it's going to happen here. I could see a draw, like a grind it out 1-1, and everybody's like, oh my God, those are the worst 90 minutes of my life. But, but uh, you know, that's all United need, and that's that's what they they fought for. So We'll see. They have a couple of losses, I, or injuries, excuse me. So Pogba's out, McTominay, Van de Beek, Cavani. So I'm curious to see who's going to lead the lines and who's going to be in midfield. And this is a great opportunity, obviously, to rest Bruno Fernandes, usually, but they probably won't because he seems to want to play every single game. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what that goes. But I just feel like there's a lot of unknowns and too many variables. And, and I think Sociedad are going to want to have a good version of themselves out there and at least try to get some type of result to salvage that embarrassment of losing 4-0. Yeah, I think that Real Sociedad will be a completely different side to what you saw in the first leg. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying that it's definitely not going to be a 4 nothing or a 3 nothing route the way the Manchester United did in the first leg. And every time we give some credit to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the following game, something That's happens. True. I don't know. I think that the 4 nothing lead is enough for Manchester United to be like, listen, go out there, perform, be professional, don't do anything stupid. And whenever I feel those comments are being made or that kind of advice is being done, it becomes a tighter affair. Real Sociedad will be a little bit desperate to get something out. And if they're not getting anything in the first half, I just think that this game will just eventually keep going down to a, a pretty boring game, maybe even. I would even say a draw. I don't see anybody winning this leg with Manchester United. United going through regardless. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. So are we ready to do our parlay now? So, Let's do so, it. Okay, Rangers winning. Yep. Arsenal winning and Leicester winning plus 314. They're all, they're all favorites on William Hill. But if we put them all together, they go from their little negatives to positives. So if we bet 10, we'll win 30. Um, that's 30 a good one. Line. Arsenal, to me. Just, just those three games, Rangers, Arsenal, Leicester. If, if we want to add in, let's say, who else did we have? Milan. Let me go find, let me add in AC Milan. So we have a four team. Now we're, we're, now we're taking our parlay to the next, next level. This is a carnival now. It's not going to party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's plus 480. So if we add Milan winning as well, which is, this is the Europa League, everybody. It's a little difficult at times. You know, that's 10 to win 48 or 10 to win 50, ultimately. If we wanted to add Roma in the mix, that's five teams. Now, now we got a carnival. That's plus this seven, eight. Carnival? This is Coachella now. <laughs> this is plus 789. So it's bet 10 or bet 100 to win $789. Out uh, of those games, Jimmy, which one are you like, they might not win it? Because um, if there's one, then we can take that out. But I feel very confident about just going to hell. Let's go all in all, all of them. I, I, I think Rangers will, will win. Arsenal Benfica makes me like I could see that being a draw after 90 minutes and then Arsenal winning an extra time because because of Benfica having a little bit of backbone. They're not their domestic form's not good. They're not going to win the Portuguese league. I am sorry, all Benfica fans. You're going to have to watch Sporting Clube de Portugal or Porto do it. But I, I, I it's tough. I, I Benfica. You know, we're, we're down a couple times to Rangers and fought their way back to 3-3 draws in the group stages. Benfica do have, and I like Dar Darwin Nunez up top. I just think he's, he's, he's a game changer. He's got five right, goals right. in five Europa League games. He only has four goals in 18 games domestically, but five and five in the Europa League. That's wild. Yeah. So I think Leicester's going to win. So I think we keep Leicester and Rangers for sure. Milan's going to beat Red Star Belgrade. But I could also see, well, if they've got a draw and they've got like a second team because they want to stay relevant in the league and they're focusing ahead to Rome on the weekend, that one makes me, I could be a little. I don't know, sure. man. Pioli's not going to want to lose two in a row. He wants to, not even draw. I think he wants to come up with a statement regardless of who's Yeah, they, need, the they need a win. They need a win. They really do need a win. Uh, I think Roma will beat Braga. All right. So, well, we go for definites then. I think Rangers, yeah. Milan, yeah. Roma, yeah. Leicester City, yeah. So you want to leave? You want to leave Arsenal, Benfica out? And we started this conversation saying I Arsenal know we did. definitely winning. Uh, well, they're just a team where if they didn't win and they were the one that ruined our parlay, I would be so pissed. I'd yeah. be like, oh, right. the gutters. So do you just want to go with three? Well, okay. If we take Arsenal out, let's just do. If we did the four: Rangers, Leicester, Milan, and Roma. I'm that good pays, with that. That pays four hundred. I'm good so, with. So so if we bet hundred, we win four hundred. All right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll honestly put ten dollars on this. So see if we can win forty bucks. <laughs> I'll Venmo you that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay. So Rangers to win straight up. Leicester to beat Slavia Prague. Milan to beat Red Star Belgrade. And Roma to beat Braga. Let me take out Roma really quick, just to see what that looked like. Yeah, that only pays two hundred. No, small. you got to put Roma. <laughs> Let's put Roma back in. All right, because they've only lost once at home all season. I think they're going to do the business. Now we're going with that. Win. We're going with that. That right, is cool. the parlay carnival because it's That's not a party. It. It's not Coachella, but it's pretty big. That's a <laughs> carnival, carnival party. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should just like maybe have some fantasy dollars with our audience. We should set something up where people can kind of join in on the yeah. activities. Yeah, well, some, everybody, some if you're listening, challenge, you know, send us a tweet. Gaylasso Pod, Jimmy Conrad, yeah, LMA. If you want in on this action, if you want in on this action, join our carnival. Come hang out for the Absolutely. for the Europa League. Absolutely. And by the time you listen to this, you know, you should be ready to go, but we're definitely going to do it. So do we want to, we want to hear from you. All right. So send us tweets, messages, 
uh, whatever it is, comments on Apple Podcasts. If you're doing this, we want to know what parlay you did and if you're joining the carnival. Anything <laughs> else to add as Europa League approaches, my friend? And by the way, the draw is this Friday as well after that. I know. I'm excited for a lot of different reasons. Uh, this is just a great week. I mean, it, it's it's nice to be a fan of the beautiful game when the Champions League, Europa League is happening because I feel like you have a game every single day with some great games on the weekend as well. That's it, my friend. Well, everybody, make sure that you let us know if you do any of this advice that we just gave you. Uh, and if you lose money, uh, we were taking advice from somebody just, else. Okay? <laughs> no, just don't bet over 10 bucks. You know, it's just for fun. It's just for uh, for the bet. Bank. your house, everybody. It's 10 bucks. 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Have some yeah, fun. Five bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks. It's Europa League. Just have some fun. Have some fun. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, Luis. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad uh, for joining me today. Thank you so much. Hey, we are on Twitter. Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CBSports.com. And if you go into our list, you can see all the episodes before this, including major interviews and so much more. We have weekend preview coming up as well. So much more to discuss. Enjoy another day of the beautiful game. Have a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.